0: super talk mississippi media production what if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new flow master exhaust system from exhaust pro in macomb on georgia avenue cruise in style with exhaust pro of macomb on georgia avenue
1: in a mississippi minute that's right hey i'm steve azar you are in a mississippi minute and my guest is the latter uh meaning i recently just met him uh it was um, i was immediately taken by his every word i love when someone finds success and and makes sure they keep to the roots you know they come home and give back and that's what uh he has done from growing up in West Point, Mississippi, uh, to his time spent nurturing the success of Brian Foods, to becoming the CEO of Sarah Lee Foods, the pristine O. Waverly Golf Club and the latest Mossy Oak, both remarkable golf courses and communities created from his vision, his heart and sweat and soul. You know, and it's in his personal backyard and front yard, so uh, not a bad not a bad way to wake up every morning. Please welcome George Bryan. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, Steve. Are you uh, are you back home in Mississippi?
2: Oh yes, yes, we're back. Uh, uh, we we went to Florida for six days and uh, came back last night. But it's great to be home.
1: Oh, I know, I know. So when you go to Florida, you spend time in—is it the Naples area?
2: Yeah, we just go down maybe once a year. We we uh, we go down in early February and do a little fishing and fly boating and you know just taking in the sun. It was it was very nice this trip uh, in the low 80s and. Oh, that is good. Sun out every day. and Well, Mississippi will be that way in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I came home. We were in Mexico last uh, last week, uh, and I think it rains two days, I say four or five days a year there, and we were there four days, and two of the days it was raining pretty good. So I think we, we, might, really? we might have brought them a little bad luck, but uh, it was good just to get there and eat a bunch of shrimp tacos, but it, it went good, but always good to get back home. Uh, obviously to our home souls so i'm glad you guys had a good time you know so george i love to talk about the wonder years and and i'm a, i'm not just a one trick pony i believe that you know when growing up there's there's a couple ways that determines our fate your you know your folks may not approve of what you're doing what's burning in your heart and you, and you want to prove them wrong so you become you do great things or they could be 100% supportive and you have no choice but to make sure that you deliver so i like digging in the childhood first and your childhood obviously it helped mold who you are and becoming the not only the son but the father and the grandfather that you are so take me back to growing up in west point mississippi you know uh brine foods every everything that was sort of going on around around your childhood
2: well i grew up as you say here in west point and and then born in 1944 so i I was thinking the other day I've, i've uh lived under 14 presidents wow uh of course fdr was president when i was born i obviously didn't didn't know him but but i have been under 14 presidents and uh, seven republicans and seven democrats and so it's been quite a ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> through the 50s 60s and uh but i grew up here and and loved it loved it here of course went to mississippi state close to home i right. couldn't get too far away uh and and love mississippi state and my sister actually went to old miss she she won she was two years older than me and she went to old miss and i went to state her husband was kenny dill who was an all-american right. old miss a great guy still lives here and was a mayor here a long time but it was a great childhood and you know you know growing up in a small town going to westbourne high school and um, having a lot of pride in that and and then, like I say, went off to state and uh, got married pretty young when we were 20 years old. My wife and I got married. Been married 52 years.
1: It's amazing. So so tell me this. So did, were you involved in sports growing up? Was it golf or was it basketball? Anything?
2: I was involved in baseball was my favorite sport. Okay. I got into golf when I was 12 years old. My father really didn't play golf till in his mid-40s. We didn't have a golf course here. He went to Starkville and used to take me over there to the uh, the uh, university course. It was it was uh, not named that at that time, but it became the university course. But he bugged me over there when I was ten or twelve, and that's how I kind of got the bug, and he got the bug too, and uh, and played you know senior golf and on through his life, uh, and really got me interested in it. We actually built, uh, he was involved in building the first nine hole course here in West Point in 1958. Oh, wow. And I could remember working out there. And he was uh, very instrumental, along with some other West Point citizens, in building that course. And, and that's how I got the bug to kind of be in the golf business, I think.
1: Right, right. So you're growing up, you and Marcia get married, right? Wilkes is the oldest. Is he the youngest?
2: We have an older daughter, Suzanne. Who lives in Nashville right have, and then Wilkes lives here, and then we have identical twin daughters, one lives here and one lives in oxford and 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 we have fifteen grandchildren. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh <laughs> eight, <laughs>
2: eight boys, and seven girls, and the oldest is seventeen, so.
1: Wow, you know what? That's when my parents—they uh, were batting zero—and then we all got a, a, a stock of us got you know we had five kids. Five, I'm one of five siblings, you know, five siblings siblings, and uh, and uh, and they were like there were no grandchildren. First, there are no weddings, and three of us made the mistake of getting married within six months. So I, I look back at that and I, I apologize, you know, all the time. And I was the third one, and they were they they must have gone. What is you know, I mean, there's a financial burden of that alone. You know, we don't we don't pay attention to that growing up. And then all of a sudden there were no grandchildren and then there were, you know, 11 and then two more later. So they're at 13, but they, uh, I know that that's a joy for you. Uh, I know I've seen little George out there on the golf course pounding golf balls and he looks like he's he's uh, eating
2: up with it. Yeah, he is, George. And then uh, Wells Williams, he's 13, V14 this year. He's been playing in a lot of junior tournaments but that's really the gratification to me today being in the golf business seeing these young kids come along and the two teaching pros we have here BJ and tim and how they they bring these kids along and it's just there's a lot more to golf than just playing golf you know
1: yeah oh no i so lot, know well no to me
2: building and a lot of uh patience and understanding and just you don't you don't see many good golf Good golfers out there, you know, having a tantrum and and uh, you know doing things they shouldn't be doing. They they uh, it builds character in young men and women. I can tell
1: you that. Well, it's the one game that I you know you think about it. It's really the only game that the ball doesn't move unless you're playing t ball as That's a kid. Right. And it's the most difficult. I mean, it's and it's you play the same course, but obviously you can go back and back and back, but it's never the same round. It's never the everything's become you know the everything's shots are different.
2: Totally different all the time it's a different shot and yeah that's Some, what makes the games so great but you know we're all trying to get more more young people involved in the game and grow in the game and it's it's a challenge with all the other sports involved and all the time constraints on people and parents today right it's a challenge but you know we're able to do it you have to work at it
1: well, so t- tell me more about that. I mean, I know that they're working on the speed of the game and all that, but take me back to when you we'll, – we'll jump around because I still want to uh, talk about your time at Brian Foods and Sarah Lee, but also uh, I want to talk about, you know, O Waverly and then Mossy Oak. But take me to when you decided that you were coming back and then you wanted – were you already back? Were you, were, was your time at Sarah Lee sort of done as the CEO uh, when, you, when you decided to build O Waverly?
2: No, we actually built Waverly in 1988, uh, but we moved to Memphis in 85, so we sort of laid the groundwork in 85 to build Waverly, and uh, we actually started out trying to build a state park golf course out at Waverly Mansion here on the river, and we couldn't get that done. It was, you know, some politics involved in building a course here and not building one somewhere else, but... Right. that was really our, our original goal was to have a state park golf course up here and prove that we could you know have a great golf course and bring people in to play and be a, be a very regional club and it didn't just didn't work out so then we we found 30 founders in the Golden Triangle area and in Tupelo and and sort of put put Waverly together in 85 and then we moved we moved in and broke ground in eighty six on, on, on Waverly and opened in eighty eight. The regional club always we built cottages before we built the clubhouse to bring people in, guests. We knew we had to do that. Right. And that was the cottages actually opened in eighty eight, you know, thirty years ago, the original cottages and then we built the clubhouse in ninety two and
1: It's amazing. Amazing.
2: And then we came back from Memphis in 2013 and started working
1: on Oak. Oh, Okay, so that's when. Well, I came. We came back to Mississippi after a little over 20 years in Nashville. We were in Franklin and uh, moved the kids back at 15, 13, and 10. I always say it was like the clamp is moving backwards, and uh, but <laughs> but it was good, and it was so good for him to come home. And so we were back in 2011. So we we made it just just back just before you did and and had the welcome matt we're with george Bryan, founder of uh mossy oak the latest of his visions and also O waverly up in west point mississippi we're going to be right back here in a mississippi minute
0: the super talk app
1: Pop it, in. Pop it in
0: and turn it on. Listen to your favorite shows anytime you darn well please. The Super Talk App. It's free. Download the Super Talk app now. 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 In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: With you. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Azar, you, you are in a together. Mississippi Minute. We are with George Bryan from his days of Bryan Foods to Sarah Lee running the ship to Old Waverly and Mossy Oak Golf Course. Uh, I appreciate you being my guest today, George, and uh, and I'm sure you have a good tan from your time in Florida. I hope you caught a bunch of big fish.
2: Uh, we caught a few fish, Steve, not a lot. We, we mainly just enjoy being out on the boat. We charter a boat, you know, go out. Yeah captain, and uh, we don't have a boat down there, anything like that, but it, it's always fun to get out and just be on the water, particularly when the weather's as nice as it was this last week.
1: Our kids are starting to realize how, how lucky they were. I have a really good friend that actually owns, uh, his family owns Orange Tree up in Orlando, and he owns, and he's also the principal owner of Treetops up in Northern Michigan Golf Resort. Al I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, Al and Kathy. Uh, they've been, like, Second parents to to I mean well they've been like uh, second uh, third third set of grandparents to my kids and they were able to go out on the yacht when they were growing up and fish on the hook and you know go from Fort Lauderdale all the way to Atlantis and you know we're on this big luxury yacht and I mean I think they realized at some point as they got they got older they said that was really amazing wasn't it and I said uh, yeah that was you know so uh, I'm glad that they appreciate it now but uh, but just the whole that whole scene of being out there is just so peaceful yes it's amazing and coach john fox also he has a place in marco island and tim fox who played for the patriots for years he's got a place in marco and they're big boat lovers coach fox coach fox grew up in a the 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 dad that raised him was in the navy so he grew up on the water and he just so he just bought him a big new boat and i think that he's uh Gonna kind of spend a little time on it in the next couple of years, but uh, I've been out to Marco. I love I love that whole area. Naples, Marco, um, is beautiful.
2: It is. We didn't go down to Marco. It was a lot of people there, very crowded. And so we didn't go down to Marco. We did go down and do an airboat ride in the oh, that's awesome fringe of the Everglades, which was kind of neat. We saw a bunch of alligators. And
1: I love. It. Okay, so tell me this. So let's talk about. I want to talk about uh, o, o Waverly, and I want to talk. So you've got. Uh, obviously have held the U.S. Women's Open, and you, you guys had huge crowds, and now you're about to host in 2019 the U.S. Women Amateur, right? Is that right? That's correct. You know, it's funny. when you know, As an artist, I pull up in the back of the bus, I show up, I get on stage, I play, I sign autographs to whoever wants them. I get back on the bus, and we find a Waffle House. We don't realize all that goes into planning a music festival, uh, any sort of show of size, and now that we have the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival, I've never—I mean, it's a, a year's worth of preparation at least. And even though you have a roadmap, it there's all these—you know—there's all these changing forces. So you're always having to really spend a lot of time on it, and it's not our job. It's you know, it's a part-time thing we're doing for the economy down here. So what goes in to planning for all these people from all over to come in, and you got you gotta deal with all the logistics of. Of hotels to getting the grounds ready to making sure you know what what goes into preparation for that and how how long do you start ahead
2: well the women's open uh i'll tell you about it we went in 94 to the Broadmoor to make our presentation to the usga to host that event you have to start about five or six years out out in advance with the usga on a major event like that it was actually supposed to be in 2000 which was five six years in advance they moved us up to 99 because we had a conflict in chicago but the state of mississippi was very supportive of us at that time they uh, had lent us some financial support and just moral support because they they were behind it because of 16 hours of national coverage for the state of mississippi so right. we wanted to put we could get a big crowd here and, and we did we had one hundred and thirty thousand people that week wow it came and Came from all over the South, and we had people from Wisconsin. Brett Favre was here. We had all the celebrities of Mississippi here. Willie Morris was here, and uh, a lot of celebrities and a lot of people came down from Wisconsin just to see Brett Favre.
1: Yeah, well, I know, you know,
2: <laughs> sports and all. But, yeah. but to answer your question, it was a lot involved. A lot of people, you know, six eight hundred volunteers. We had chairman, committee chairs, and, and they worked on it four or five years in advance. And we we're already working on 19 on the U.S. women's amateur. The average age of those, those ladies is 19.2. It's in the August, which is, you know, hot time of the year here, but they're young. They're they can handle ladies, it. And, uh, so they don't mind that. But we'll have 40, 50 players from all over the world in addition to the U.S. players. Right. I think they start with 160 players. But the USGA works awful close with you. They have a, a model that they follow, and, and we, we follow with them. And it's, it's a great experience to go through it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, but you have a lot of people you know pulling together on
1: it. We're talking to George Bryan, O. Waverly, Mossy Oak, and West Point, Mississippi golf courses and communities. Uh, also, I think when you opened O. Waverly, weren't you voted the best new golf course in America? Is that right?
2: Uh, we were voted the second best new course. Uh, we just were voted the third best new course on Mossy Oak in Golf Digest. And uh, but in, in 1990, I think we were the second best new course.
1: You know, uh, there's something about finishing second. I don't know. You know, there's no party. First of all, because my highest charted song was "I Don't Have to Be Me Till Monday." It went to number two and laid there. And um, and uh, I'll never forget because you know everybody was gearing up. The video went number one. Everybody was gearing up, and I was stuck between Allen Jackson's drive and George Strait's run. We had already passed George, and we were ready. But yeah. what happened was, Houston, the city of Houston, had two big stations. So you got to r- realize it's like electoral votes, and and one play in Houston would be like seven plays in Jackson. So you had to, so it was, right. they were that weighted, that heavy. And they were upset because Shania Twain, I guess our label had promised them a show. Now they were saying that, that they didn't love, they didn't like the song. My record label and I was going, let me just go see them, and they were going, no, 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 it's it, they don't like the song and it just doesn't fit their market. Of course, we never went to. We laid at number two for a number of weeks and I'll never forget it because there's no party there's no thrill <laughs> and so b- believe it or not I took it I took it on myself my brother and I and my percussionist we said we're going to go on our own afterwards and when we got in there we found out what the deal was it wasn't that they didn't like the record they were upset at the label and and they wouldn't tell me and uh and they ended up being the first stations in the country to add waiting on Joe. They came in two weeks early and I was going like, you've got to be kidding me. So, I know what it feels like to come in second, but second's good. You know, it's yeah. not bad.
2: <laughs> no, it was It was. We, we knew who the competition was just like you did. And, <laughs> you know, this year there was a course built in uh, Wisconsin called Sand Valley, which is a beautiful golf course. I, I didn't think we could we could be ahead of them because I know Mike Kaiser who built Banyan Dunes and a lot of great golf courses around the world. He he uh, he's one of the best and and it was number one and then there was a course in upstate New York that was number two, Fazio built. Right. So we, we feel good about it. We we're still young and, and improving the golf course, you know, in this business it's constant improvement. I mean you have to work every day, every week on the golf course and on you know, attracting people to come in and guests, and it's a, it's a constant job.
1: You know, we're talking to George Bryan, uh, old Waverly, the visionary behind it all, um, now Mossy Oak. And so, you you build your course. You're competing with every new course back in the '90s. You're the top two uh, new golf courses built. You're getting all of this publicity and Golf Digest and 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 whatnot. And then you build Mossy Oak. Mossy Oak was founded when?
2: 2014.
1: Oh, so it's brand new.
2: Yeah, it's brand new. We we opened it in the fall of two thousand sixteen. We open all year. We we completed five new cottages at Marcy Oak last fall. And so we're marketing them for this year. And it looks like, you know, our bookings are really good for this year at Marcy Oak and Waverly. I mean it's looks like it could be a good year, but you can't take anything for granted. No,
1: no, 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 I love that. And now we're talking about the number three rated course, new course in two thousand fourteen. I mean, that's amazing because I know, I know what you're saying. I know, but Wisconsin is building a lot of golf courses. The Midwest is always sort of, you know, they, they pride themselves on, I guess they have this great terrain, but to compete on Mississippi soil, you got to really know what you're doing. I just love that. And, you know, of course, you and I are fans of where we grew up and the grounds that we grew up on and, and how it influenced us. And I love you. It's another way that you're just giving back. But how do you let everybody know? Is it advertising through Golf Digest? Is it Southern Living? I mean, where do you guys sort of market the golf courses?
2: You know, a lot of it's social media. You know, when you're small like us, you really can't afford to do the national publications. They're so expensive. And so you, you, you try to, you know, bring writers in and raiders in and, and then use social media. Uh, we're working with a group out of Atlanta, Who's been in the business a long time, helping us build a list of golfers who travel. So you have to sort of try to do do more with less, you know, when you're starting out. A lot of these large courses, like Bandon Dunes, I mean, they have they have five golf courses and they have a lot of golfers. You know, it's a it's they have enough mass where they can do that, but uh, not many not many clubs can really do what you call Golf Digest uh, advertising and the Golf Magazine advertising because right. it's so expensive. Maybe someday we'll be able to do that but not now. <laughs> we you know, we have own, to make uh, those
1: decisions with our music festival and our Delta Soul charity golf event. We can't give it all away. we got to make money. We're with George Bryan, uh, the visionary, founder of O Waverly Golf Club as well as Mossy Oak. We're going to be right back. You are in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Steve Azar on Facebook.com Steve Azar Live and listen to all my music, Steve Azar and Steve Azar and the King's Men, wherever you download or stream.
0: Super Talk Mississippi, on your radio, your computer, and on your smart device. I
2: just kind of stream it online.
1: Yeah, online. Listen online every day.
0: Listen live at supertalk.fm and download the Super Talk app to take Mississippi's best talk with you wherever you go. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I hope it's not too late. There's still so much to say to you. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Azar. You I and I are talking to the fabulous George Bryan. He is in, back home on Mississippi, soil no in West Point, do, Mississippi, where I was uh, delighted to meet him. I was with uh, our friends, and my wife and I, Gwen, were with John and Mary Beth Bond, old number 13 from Mississippi State. I always talk about relationships, and I feel like, George, I, and just, just with your success, uh, and having to run companies and make your way up and then run companies i've always felt like the most three, the three most important things in life are relationships relationships and relationships meaning you don't want them to be forced but you got to be open minded and and for so long i would tell my wife i've i've got enough friends i'm not accepting another friend in my life I'm done. And she would go, What is wrong with you? You know, that was the benefit of having a, a, a better woman in my life than I am a man. And uh, it's opened the door to so many people. And now I feel like when I meet people like John, I love that I've, I've finally uh, become aware of the last 10 years of my life that that's the most important thing. It, it's never too late to, to, to develop a relationship with somebody. So, with that, I met you and I, I was obviously enamored. And your son, Wilkes, and I was watching a little George's banging golf balls. And uh, just just the peacefulness of being at Old Waverly, we really really enjoyed our stay there. And like I, I mean, I wanted to go back the next. In fact, I was halfway home, and we were looking for something to eat. And then I go, I just want to go back. So the atmosphere. You're growing up as a kid, and you're you're living in West Point, and then you you guys, your dad's involved in building this nine hole golf course, and all of a sudden you're building Old Waverly uh, with Jerry Pate, I guess was it Jerry Payton. Who else? I remember Jerry hearing...
2: Payton, Bob Bob Cook. Right. Bob was Nicholas's senior designer before he went into business on his own in the mid-80s. And this was the first course he – I think the first course outside Jack that he did with uh, with Jerry. I think Bob was involved in doing Annandale, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think Bob worked on Annandale.
1: So when you guys were building and you were talking about design – uh, were you were you thinking about using the natural terrain of the land? Was there a lot of moving dirt? Was there a lot of change, or were you able to just use sort of the natural natural landscape?
2: Well, at Waverly, it was a, it was a, a development course, you know. So you you do move more dirt when you're building roads, and, and you had we had to build some retention ponds and things. So we moved more dirt than we did at Mossy Oak. Mossy Oak is a pure minimalist. We didn't move any dirt. At Mossy Oak, other than the dirt, we took out of the two ponds.
1: Oh wow! So we,
2: we elevated some fairways. That was it. Everything else is natural. Okay. It was an old dairy farm, and it was it's a pure minimalist golf course. You know, you just move very little. It's just a natural terrain, and that's what's so great about it. In five years, it'll look like it's been there 50 years. That's our goal. Wild.
1: And and you obviously are the home track for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, right? Got a great great training facility there, correct?
2: That's correct. Yeah, we we partnered with Mississippi State about three or four years ago before Scott Strickland left and and built the their facility there. And they actually wanted to do it at Waverly before, but we didn't have the space and the you know room to do it here. So once we decided to build the new course, we carved out twelve acres on the southeast corner and built them their facility and. And it's been great. They uh, they they're excited about it, and they're excited about their their future in golf. And that's really what we're trying to do is promote golf all over Mississippi. You know, right. not just here. Uh, we all the schools come in here and play some. Uh, uh, Ole Miss comes here in Southern and Jackson State uh, and Delta State. Uh, so you know, we're really trying to promote golf all over the state of Mississippi. And I know all the coaches that at the different schools, and I enjoy talking to them, visiting with them when they come here. You know, last year, uh, Ole Miss had the NCAA champion.
1: Have they hosted some, have you hosted some NCAA events there that are, you know, postseason?
2: State, Mississippi State hosted uh, a men's and women's tournament every year, and they bring in 12 to 15 teams, uh, and, and so that's a lot of fun to, to see those collegiate players come here. And obviously, the better they are, the better teams they can bring in, you know.
1: Right, right, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: If they're ranked uh, very, very well, you know, then better teams will come play here. So we're always trying to – they're always trying to generate a higher ranking, you know. And uh, it's been good. It's uh, I know we have a tournament in April, and then we'll have one again in the fall.
1: You've had a great showing, and, and the USGA knows all about you, and they're all in. The world knows your golf courses. What about, like, uh, hosting an NCAA tournament? I mean, it'd be a great time of year. Uh, you've got the facilities. You've got the, the, the lodging. I mean, wouldn't, don't you feel like that would be just a perfect setting?
2: It could be. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. We're going to host the Women's Am, and then hopefully host something after that. Uh, we're going to try to do some Pro-Ams here this year. And so it just sort of falls in. You know, you you host an event, and then you try to determine what the next event may be. But the NCAA, the, I, I know there's a four-ball event that we've talked about, but uh, it's not out of the question that someday we could host a major NCAA event, men's or women, you
1: know? Yeah, no, no No doubt. You know, i got to tell you a story, and it's going to take a second, because this this involves one of your best players right now at Mississippi State. My wife Gwen and I were heading to do, I was going to do an event or show, um, I think in St. Croix. And we were in the Atlanta airport, and I was sitting in a corner sitting on the floor, and um i had my headphones on and i remember my wife was reading and uh, something and i was just sort of staying away from everybody I was back in a little bit more of my heyday <laughs> and so uh and so this kid walks up he takes my headphones off my ears and puts on his headphones and it's my song waiting on joey he goes this you and i went yeah yeah so it was it wasn't garrett but it was his cousin <laughs> so i get to meet the family and And all that, and I think that's it, you know, it's really nice and, and everything. So I get on the plane, of course, they're getting on the plane. Well, we're walking, we're heading to Miami, I think, first, and we're walking to the international area, and all of a sudden, uh, here, they, the family, the Johnson family, they're, follow, they're, they're right behind us. And I'm going like, well, I, you know, so we get to the same gate. And they go, you guys are going to, where are you guys going? I said, we're going to St. Croix. And they said, well, we're going to St. Croix. <laughs> we get on the plane. We get off. We get our luggage. We get on this shuttle. They're on the shuttle. I said, what hotel are you going? They said, we're going to the same hotel. So we end up spending a week. And I'm seeing it. And they all keep talking about the, uh, the dad, Matt, goes, uh, I said, where's the other one? And and they go the younger one and they go oh he's uh he G money and I said why are y'all calling him G money said because we, you know he works at a golf course in Kimberley, Alabama and he's uh he beats every member and I said okay whatever and you know he, and he comes in he goes how'd you play today I hear him shoot I shot seventy and I'm going like he's eleven you know I'm thinking what is this kid you know so anyway I kept we kept in touch for all of these years so when I moved back to Mississippi that first year in the summer. I have a friend, Dr. Bill Brozovich, his son was, I think the number one or two, he played with Randolph, uh, who's on the tour right now. So he was playing for the Rebels, but his dad's put on this Futures Golf Tournament that you guys are gonna, that I'm hoping that George and, and Will's gonna be able to stay at the house when they, when they come down again. But apparently, if you win this tournament, you get a D1 scholarship. I mean, it's, it's one of those future tour events that's got a lot of points that you know that matter in the scheme of things to kids as they're, as they're like AAU basketball or whatever. His dad calls me and says he just won the Alabama State Championship in, in high school. And I go, well, why don't you get him to come down? It was the day before. And why don't you get him to come down to Greenville and play in this tournament? So anyway, he goes in, and my buddies bet me that he's not going to break 77. He shoots 72. And he finds himself in the last group with a kid going to Georgia Tech. Now, he's just a sophomore in high school, and this kid's a senior. He's already signed with Georgia Tech. They're in that group, and we have six holes to go. He's five behind, and he proceeds to birdie the next six holes to get into a playoff, and then he wins it in a playoff. Now, he won it two years later his senior year, and, and, and I and I talked to Sissy Gallagher and Jim Gallagher, who you obviously are good friends of yours, and I said, y'all got to see this kid. And so the coach at the time – uh clay what's what's clay's last uh clay, clay Holman. yeah clay Holman. Hansel. so so yeah. clay goes what's special about him and i said he's an underdog and he goes well how come i hadn't heard of him and i said well sometimes kids don't have the ability to go on all these events and tournaments well since then he's signed with mississippi state uh he had a choice with uh, i had him uh visiting al del greco who's at Sanford. And um, Al ended up offering him a full ride. And I sort of – I take pride in the fact that I, that I met this kid, and I ended up helping negotiate his scholarship. So, anyway, training at Mossy Oak. He loves it. And he fell in love with that. And he said – I, I think Auburn came knocking. And obviously, being an Alabama kid, he wanted to play there. And uh, he called me. He goes, what am I going to do? I said, look, this is on you. And he goes, well, I'm going to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. And I love the training facility. So I know that's yeah. a long story, and I've wasted a lot of time.
2: No, I think state. I mean, I, that's a good, great story. Uh, I think state and Ole Miss are both headed up. You know, yeah. in golf, men's, women, and that tournament in Greenville was a great event. I mean, I've heard about it all my life. And, yeah. And of course, uh, my mother grew up in Winterville, as you know. You're right. Uh, right north of there. So I have Delta Delta roots too. Our family uh, came into Mississippi in like 1802 down below Greenville and then came up in there in, about, in the 1840s. But, wow. But I, it's a special place for me, too, to come down there. Now that you're there, it's, it's even more special. No, you know?
1: no. I don't know about that, but I got news for you. You got a friend down here. I, Gwen and I were talking about, she said she loved Marcia so much and, and we are going to have you guys down and we're going to take care of your grandchildren when they're here uh, and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to follow them around like they're my own. So we're with George Bryan O. Waverly, Mossy Oak, uh, former CEO of Sara Lee, uh, came from the world of brine foods. George, so you got to tell me. We're going to lead us into the break. Uh, being the birthplace of American music, which we are, tell me, do you want to hear a little Denise LaSalle or Mississippi John Hurt?
2: I'd rather hear you.
1: <laughs> you don't get that <laughs> choice.
2: <laughs> said, whatever you... Whatever. we'll
1: you, go um, we'll go with Denise LaSalle I've played a show a couple shows with her and uh, she's a sweetie okay. you're in a Mississippi Minute I'm Steve Azar We're with George Bryan we'll be right back I'm so
0: Super Talk Mississippi on your radio, your computer, and on your smart device.
2: I just kind of stream it online.
0: Yeah, online. Listen online every day. Listen live at supertalk.fm and download the Super Talk app to take Mississippi's best talk with you wherever you go. In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We're with the uh, charismatic, very charismatic George Bryan, founder of O Waverly Golf Club, as well as Mossy Oak. And I want to dive into Mossy Oak.
2: We started working on Mossy Oak in, like, in 2014. Uh, we put it together and, and developed a great group of founders, uh, mostly from Mississippi but some from Alabama. Actually, we have founders from 10 or states. Mossy Oak is open to the public, but when we were building it, we we really, right before we built it, we were trying to think of a name for it, and I was talking to my brother-in-law, Kenny Dill, and he said, what about Marcioke?" Oak? And I said, well, you know, that's not not a bad idea, because, you know, we do want to make this kind of nature's goth, and of course, we're all familiar with, with the great Marcy Oak Company that's right. headquartered here, the founder of Marcioke Oak, and I've been friends forever, and... And his father worked with us in the meat business for thirty-five or forty years. He's one of the greatest men in America. His name is Fox Hayes, and and he really worked with Toxie to help him. He and his mother, Toxie's mother, worked together to get that business going with Toxie, and it's been a, as you know, a great success story here in the state. Right. And throughout the country, it's a national brand. Of course. But it fit well with us, and the people fit well with us. So we're partners in the in the Marcio Club, and. And we tried to design a course that's is very minimalist, that looks natural, that has the feel of kind of being out in the yes, it's a golf course, but it feels like you're kind of walking in the in the in the fields and in the you know there's some scattered trees, but uh, it's, it's the prairie of Mississippi.
1: You know, you know, I love that about you. You come home and you're giving back. It's what it's what it's what you're supposed to do. I feel like in so many instances, and you talk about mossy oak. You know, they were located there. I mean, there were some companies here that started that left us in Greenville, and I always feel like, man, how great would it have been if they would have done what you guys did, uh, what Mossy Oak did, what Sanderson Farms did, what you know, what, what the Waltons did. And um, even my father-in-law with Nabholz Construction, they've, they've maintained their the headquarters in Conway, Arkansas, and they're in multiple states, but they're known for being there. And, but yet they've been able to give back to the place that gave them so much, and they gave them their identity. And that's what I love about you guys. And also, you and Marsha, y'all are, you know, your philanthropies and and, and all you give, uh, you guys are known for it. And I know that people come knocking all the time. You gotta say no every once in a while. So what, what moves you guys uh, when, uh, and we won't give anybody your phone number, but what moves you guys to decide that that really means something to you guys?
2: Well, it's, it's like you say, you, you can't do everything. You have to pick and choose. and. You try to stay close to home and I know we've been supportive of the Delta Music Institute over Delta State. Yes. We've got some good friends there. Um Mike Sanders and Nam, you know, Billy Nile and, and Becky. I mean, what great great people and what they've done over in uh in Cleveland is amazing and yes. you know, supportive of things like that. It's um living in Memphis as long as we did it, you know, we supported a lot of a lot of projects there. And we're just kinda of getting home and trying to feel our way around. Right. And living in North Mississippi, there's so many things to do here, you know, in Tupelo and this whole area's is growing up here too. It's it's kinda of like we're one part of the state, you know, kinda of like the Delta, kinda of like
1: Oh, I know. The
2: part of the coast.
1: It's we sectioned kind of off. That. I always say we have like five sections of Mississippi that you know you that That's you right. gotta it's so funny. You know, I went to Delta State and I and I graduated there. I've been the artist in residence since I moved back, and it's just amazing. So I, I get to see firsthand what goes on. And our foundation gives to them every year as well. We see it as a, you know, it that's that used to be the gym where we played basketball and then now the Grammy Museum is sitting on the on hole number five and six so, you know where we used to play golf when we were right. going there we'd play for free and show your student ID at Delta State who would have thought that it'd be those two places would be filled with music Mississippi and the Delta in particular has, has, is about our culture and our art and, and these are just extra places for you to be able to come visit along with your great golf courses George um, I want you to leave us with one thing I remember you telling the story about hot dogs, and they they didn't have any hot dogs at your own course. i got to hear that one more time, and we're going to send everybody away.
2: Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I I think I sent them down to the store and bought out the store. I said, there's one thing, we don't ever run out of hot dogs out here.
1: No, Brian Foods. uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah, We don't make hot dogs here anymore, but, but they still make them in other plants, you know. Right. And We serve them, obviously, here, and, and serve a lot of hot dogs.
1: But <laughs> Well, listen, listen. We'll be serving
2: them at Marcello, too.
1: There's nothing better than a Brian hot dog, because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I've had them at many games and, and, and throughout my life. And when I was a little kid, I'd get a pack of Brian hot dogs. This is the truth. And I'd get a whole pack, and I'd toast them in the toaster oven. I'd cut them in little bite-sized pieces, create this sauce with ketchup and Worcestershire and hot sauce. And I would eat the whole pack of hot dogs while watching Andy Griffith. And so that was my crazy time, but it was Brian, you know, my parents were dedicated to Brian, they used to call him Mississippi Company and and I just love that. We've been with George Brian founder of Mossy Oak, the latest, and uh obviously Old Waverly Golf courses and communities. And uh George, I really can't thank you enough for uh taking the time coming back from Florida. I know your wife Marsh is probably going to get off the phone. And uh, I can't wait to host your grandchildren uh, at our house uh, in June at the Futures Tournament, and uh, just just really a pleasure to get to talk to you.
2: Thank you, Steve. We look forward to you being here in '19 now for the U.S. Women's Amateur and performing here. There are a lot of people that will be very excited about that. Oh,
1: I-, I can't wait. State it- of
2: Mississippi has been very supportive of us on that event, and we're gonna. We're going to make it one of the best in the state, and there'll be 16 hours of national television on it, too. So,
1: God bless you, buddy, and uh, you've been Thank in the Mississippi you, Minute with the great George Bryan. Blessings, buddy.
2: Take
1: care. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time.